On today's short and sweet episode, where I provide you with a tool that you can use today to improve your life or feel better in some way, I'm going to suggest to you that you just stop. Just stop doing it. I would offer to you that an important way to cull your to-do list at work and at home is to bring awareness to why you're doing the things that are on it and determining whether or not those reasons, those whys, align with your overall goals, especially if you are seeking to reduce burnout and overwhelm in your life. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are about at the midpoint in their careers and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposefully create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, getting clarity on how we're creating the experience of our lives, how we are conspiring to keep ourselves stuck, and identifying and articulating what it is that we really want for the second half of our lives and a plan to achieve it. We've been hearing just do it for decades, but today I'm saying just stop doing it. So what is whatever you can stop doing? I heard Goalie Krikorian on her podcast, The Quitters Club, recently say, work-life balance is not going to be achieved by a productivity hack. And I had one of those, my brain exploded kind of moments where you hear something and you go, yes, that. I don't actually talk a lot or even think in terms of work-life balance, but I do think the same principle applies to having a big job and a big life. We aren't going to get there through improvements and efficiency alone. Now, I love a good productivity hack. I love to find ways to systematize and strategize and get more done in less time. And I love finding ways to improve upon how I show up with more focus and get more done while actually enjoying it more. And I've talked a lot about these things on the podcast. But part of having a big job and a big life is about choosing what you aren't going to do. And Goalie asked her listeners to trim their to-do lists to decide what it was they weren't going to do. And immediately when I heard this, I thought, I'm going to save this podcast till later. This is something I need, but I can't deal with it now. So I'm just going to come back to it. But as I went about my week, the idea of what I could stop doing had lodged itself in my brain, and it kept poking its head out when I went about work both at my day job and the things that I do outside of work, taking care of a home, creating this podcast, coaching, reading, even listening to content and podcasts, all sorts of things. I started noticing all of the places where I was doing things, usually because it was on my to-do list or because it was a routine in some way and never really taking the time to consider if I needed to do it at all. I'm one of those people, probably like many of you, who put things on my to-do list for the sheer pleasure of checking them off. I have separate to-do apps, one for work and one for home, and I have repeated to-do lists in the routine section of both. Things that I want to do once a week, once a month, whatever. 
And I like that approach. I really do find it useful to offload tasks from my brain onto my devices. And I want to check those little boxes. But every once in a while, I'll find something, often it's home-related, that I thought needed to be a monthly to-do, and it's getting kicked down the line repeatedly and saved to the next day. And I would realize that it's not just that I'm putting it off, or even that I don't enjoy the task, so I'm postponing it. It's just that I don't actually care if I do it. One of the things that I noticed, though, was my desire to keep doing something just because I had started it. Like, so I would not quit it, was my reason for doing it. Now I'm talking about something like running dishwasher cleaner through the dishwasher once a month. I didn't even know dishwasher cleaner was a thing until several years ago, and I do love how it makes the kitchen smell. But there was no harm done if I stopped running dishwasher cleaner through the dishwasher. But I didn't actually want to take it off the to-do list. I didn't have a good reason to. However, just finding awareness that that was the reason that it was on my to-do list, it was enough of a reason to take it off. Just consider for a moment how often we add things to our calendar, and yet we rarely take things away. We add things to our routines, but we rarely stop doing them. We can add a little more to our plate, a little more here, a little more here, and we can become more efficient. But when we keep adding things, there is always going to be a problem. So how can you clean the clutter off of your to-do list? What do you have on there that, honestly, you could just let go? Tasks or projects that you could do, but you don't actually need to or want to. What are you doing with your time and energy that isn't actually worth it? Do you remember Marie Kondo? The home organizer from a couple of years ago, she had a Netflix special, I think a couple years back. She recommended removing anything from your home that didn't spark joy. What could you remove from your to-do list that doesn't spark joy? Now, I get that everything on your to-do list is not a want to, but I maintain there are a lot of things on there that are optional. What hit me, though, as I looked at my own to-do lists, was actually a whole lot of resistance. I had resistance to actually looking into this more closely with an eye towards what I could take off my to-do list because I saw immediately that there were some things that I was doing that weren't necessarily adding value, but apparently I wanted to hold on to them. Now, why would that be? So here's an example of how this whole what could I stop doing idea really hit home. This podcast. Because as you all know, I have a day job and this isn't it. And I want to do the podcast, but it's important to me that I do it in an as effective and efficient way possible for you and me both to get the most out of it. Now, don't worry. I'm not talking about discontinuing the podcast. But instead of rolling out the podcast lean and then building as I went, I rolled it out with all of the bells and whistles. And this is pretty true to form for me. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. I bet you're like this too. I had thoughts like, people really like video now. And even if they don't watch the podcast, a lot of people consume their podcasts on YouTube. 
And I appreciate show notes for myself, and they provide a way for people who have blogs or have little ears in the car that they don't want to listen to the podcast to actually be able to enjoy the podcast too. So I'll do show notes. And each episode has a worksheet, which I create. And each episode also has a number of social media posts, which I create that include video and captions and hashtags and all the things. So there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes of creating the podcast. And I'm not telling you this to toot my own horn. On the contrary, I am confessing a pattern. And I'm only confessing it because I suspect that many of you can relate to it. I didn't want to roll out the podcast half-assed. I wanted to roll it out the way I wanted it to be several years from now. I was building the structure for several years from now. Now, mind you that I did this building the structure for several years from now, while also telling you in early episodes that I knew how much I had to learn and how much this endeavor was going to change and shift as I went along. And in fact, as you know, it already has. So I had some awareness that the podcast wouldn't be polished at the beginning, but apparently not enough awareness to keep me from perhaps overdoing it on the front end. And now I'm at episode 20 and I'm realizing that while I don't have loads of data about where traffic is coming from, I do have some data and I'm treating everything like it's of equal importance when actually the most important thing is very simply the audio file that drops on Thursdays. Does that mean I should stop doing the other things? No, not necessarily. But maybe, maybe there are things there that aren't a good use of my time, period. And maybe there are things that I'm doing that are not a good use of my time that could be replaced by other things that would yield a much bigger payoff but I wouldn't know that because I'm determined to keep doing what I started out doing. So why? Why am I determined to keep doing what I started out doing? I like it. As I told you, I like show notes, so I want to provide my audience with detailed show notes. It also means I'm right and I made good decisions. Keeping going with the things I'm doing validates the decisions that I made about what I should do when I started the podcast. Also, I started it, so I don't want to quit. Quitting doesn't feel good. And there's really no reason I should quit. I'm making it. I'm not burned out over it. So I can just keep doing it, right? I've also got a good system going, and it's pretty efficient. I've learned how to automate quite a bit. Certainly, every week it gets faster. What I want to point out to you about my reasons above, they're not actually business reasons. They're not based on anything that I know about what would make the podcast grow or even feedback I've gotten from listeners. I have some data about some things, not a lot. That's actually something that is pretty important that I don't have in place. But these reasons for continuing to do all of these things related to the podcast are all about me. I like show notes. I want validation for the decisions that I've made. I don't want to be a quitter. And I like my efficient system that I've worked out. I told you I love a good productivity hack. There isn't anything wrong with any of these reasons. They're fine. And there's nothing wrong with choosing to do things in your own life with your own time just because you want to. But none of these reasons 
actually have to do with the objective of the podcast, and they may cause me to do things that take up time and energy. And you remember, I want to do this in such a way that it's efficient and effective and minimizes any overload on my own energy. It's so very easy for us to do things or to find ourselves doing things, even years later, for reasons like these. Because of what we make it mean about us. And not because it's actually accomplishing our business goals. This happens to be with the podcast, but the same is true at my day job. When I work with a colleague in a position like mine, and I learn that she has a specific service or interaction that she offers to her clients that I don't offer to mine, my first impulse is to think that that's something I need to add to my portfolio. And the thoughts go something like this. I respect this colleague and how she works. I like this process she's created. I should do that too. Or it could sound something like this. Wait, he does this step? I don't do this step. Maybe I'm missing something and I should be doing this step too. Not a thing wrong with these reasons. But what I want you to notice is it's not actually about what serves my clients best. It's about my respect and admiration for my colleague and feeling like I need to do what they do. Or in the case of the second example, it might be about my own anxiety about whether or not I am doing a good enough job. I would offer to you that a lot of our perfectionism, a lot of the overwork that we do well past the point of diminishing returns, is because of how we want to think about ourselves and how we want others to see us. This both contributes to our overwork and burnout, and it doesn't serve us or our clients or our organizations. And even more importantly, there isn't actually one more thing that you can do to convince yourself that you are doing a good enough job. There will always be one more thing you could do, especially if you're wired with a little perfectionism. How many things do we do on our jobs or on projects each day because we believe that they'll signal to others that we're doing a good job? And do those things actually improve upon the job that we're doing? On this podcast, one of our main objectives is to address overwork, burnout, overwhelmed feelings. We've been in the middle of a short little series done because we were approaching the holidays and I know how busy all of you are. Quick tools, tools for your toolkit in order to improve how you're feeling this time of year, make life better in some small way. So in episode 17, we talked about how change is an inside job. Change starts within us first. And then on episode 18, we talked about how we can be kind to ourselves. Episode 19, we actually talked about life being a mix of 50-50, good and bad, most of the time. And today, I told you, you can just stop doing it. What I've suggested to you today is there are actually ways that you can reduce the items on your to-do list by figuring out why you're doing and finding out if those whys align with your overall goals. We talk today about what we can stop doing. So play around with this concept. See if you find it useful. And I'd love to know if you do. 
you can DM me on Instagram and let me know how it worked for you. So go to stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 20 and find not only the show notes for this episode, but a worksheet to walk you through it, to figure out how to apply it in your own life. That's stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 20. The link is in the description of whatever app you are listening to or watching in. Thanks for sticking with me through the 20th episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I do hope you'll join me back here on your favorite podcast player for our next episode. We're also over on YouTube in case you'd like some video to go with your audio. Wherever you do listen, please do like and subscribe. Tell your friends. And if you're enjoying it, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others to find the show. Have a great week. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Um,